Welcome to Arpini. This is Saratova Best. We are talking about Napoleon, the French Revolution, the transformation of France, the transformation of Gullus, how all the darkness turns to light, and especially since we are in the days before Hanukkah. Hanukkah is all about how all the darkness turns to light. So, so we see the Chiddush, we're at Eis um, Vav in the Sicha of Tavshin and Beis of Parshas Vayeshev. So now we see the Chiddush that came in our generation with respect to France. Because at that point in history, in the time of Napoleon, the country of France was Taikif Hakripa. And this country fought Yerushalayim and fought especially Hasidists. And that, excuse me, that is why the Alter Rebbe fought so strongly to win against this Klippa. And in generations after that, since then, we see that the situation in France was really not so fitting for Yerushalayim. And really, the Chabad Rebbeim did not settle in France for those reasons. It was a very intensely unholy place. And yet, it has now changed from one extreme to the other. Obviously, it went in stages. And so when we look at that, the darkness turning to light, from one extreme to the other, this is an example of how things are happening in the world today and how they will happen. Because there in France, a place that opposed holiness, the place where the original blood libel was, and what was the blood libel based on? It was before Pesach, the first blood libel in Bois, France. It was based on opposition to Kedusha. And when Rahman and the Yidden were given the choice of saving their lives, but bowing down, you know, bowing down to the Salem, or losing their lives and not bowing down, they chose to give up their lives. So France didn't exactly honor that need that we had to remain one with Hashem. They did not like it. So how could it be that this darkness in France would change from one extreme to the other? And so with the shlichus of the Friedegrebbe, shluchim were sent there, and they sat there and learned Torah and did mitzvahs, and Chidushi Torah were written, and they were sent out to all corners of the world, so essentially, the place that was the greatest darkness became a center of hashpa, of influence, a center of light that sends out light to the whole world. And especially after the Second World War, War there were lots of Yidden who came from other countries, and it became a center for Torah and Yiddishkeit. Most of those Yidden who left Russia, who escaped from Russia, they then ended up in France. And so, little by little, you see, if Hasidim could live in France, when the Rebbeim never could live in France, now they can. You see that the whole thing is going in steps. And again, that means for us, without really looking too closely, you find out afterwards that the light that was coming out of the darkness in any situation, it went in steps. So that means that really when we're in a, you know, difficult situation, we have to be on the lookout for where the light is coming out. So now how did it happen? There were lots of Meisbeth, Tara, and Tefillah, including Tomchei, Tmini, Lubavitch, Nachei, Tmini, etc. 
there were Meisters, Chinuchal, Taras, Akaitish, and Tvarim were printed there, etc. So the Chiddush is, what is the novelty? Just like it is about the general Avaita that we have in the world, from generation to generation, there are new, further places to go out and purify. You've purified this in this place. Now let's go to another place. Because the shlemus, the complete beer, is when we settle in a certain place and we make that place holy. We use out, as we said, the customs of the place to serve Hashem. Just like the Avaita of our Rebbein. After all their generations, there was more and more, more and more that they did. And till we came to the point that the purification of the country of, 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 of Sorfas, of France, is now, has now happened. That means, guys, we made it. Not looking at this, that it was the lowest, notwithstanding that it was the lowest of the lowest point. And the customs of the place were absolutely a contradiction to Yerushalayim. A lot of anti-Tsmias, a lot of pretty immoral stuff that was considered perfectly normal in France. That's called a place that's opposing holiness. That's called a place whose customs are opposing holiness. How can there be a yeshiva and farm printed in that kind of a place? Because it has been transformed. Do we still see non-sinistic things there? We do. We do. But we understand that they, those customs don't have the power and the strength that they once had. Those customs defined the quality of the country. And now they're just the last remnant, the last dust clinging to the surface. Um, since Yidden went there and, and settled in that country and purified and elevated it, Meaning, we use out, when you're purifying it, what does it mean? We use out the customs of the place to add an afatis of Hera, an afatis of Mayana And therefore, so, it seems that this was the savior of the previous Rebbe. Also, this step-by-step process. Dark, Less dark, less dark, light. Because the the Makam Kavua, the settled place, the home at that point of our rebellion until the Friedrich Rebbe was Russia. The Alter Rebbe was there, the Mittler Rebbe, the Tzemoktedek, the Rebbe Maharash, the Rebbe Rashab, the previous Rebbe. Their place was in Russia. They actually began... With, and yet with the Rebbe Marash entering into France began with the Rebbe Marash in a temporary way. That means the Alter Rebbe never went to France. Not the Middle Rebbe, not, as far as I know, not the Samosthetic. The Rebbe Marash went there sometimes, temporarily. Because clearly at that point it had been purified enough to be a place that the Rebbe Marash could go to. And clearly what he accomplished there was huge. 
So, but the Chiddush in the seventh generation, not this, not because we're talking about the fourth generation, the beginning of going to France. The Chiddush of the seventh generation is that Russia was gone. At that point in the seventh generation, one could not go back to Russia at that time. So the standard home Makam uh, Kabua, permanent settling place in Gullus, as it was in Russia, came to an end. And now the Rebbeim went to other lands. And especially in the, th- the 30 years when the Rebbe Rayat, the sixth Lubavitcher Rebbe, was Rebbe, then the first te- 30 years, more or less the first 10 years, the 1920s, were in Russia. The second 10 years, the 1930s, more or less, were or 1928 to 1940. Those were in Poland. And the third 10 years, 1940 to 1950, were in America. And as we said, that every single place, you have to go there, put yourself into those customs, the qualities of the place, the way they do things there. And there are different ways of serving Hashem in different places. Some countries, when people serve Hashem, it's very quiet, it's very reserved. Other places are very loud, very boisterous. Plus, plus, plus. All kinds of differences. So since by Nesid Zarenu himself, he actually, he, he put himself in three different places that were very different. Russia, Poland, and America are very different from each other. That means the way he expressed his service of Hashem was very different. Three different ways. The Russian way, the Polish way, the American way. From Russia, where his forefathers were, all the way to this part of the globe, America. When he did this, going to three different types of energies, three different styles of serving Hashem, he really got to span the general ways of serving Hashem. Even the lowest place. The lowest place being France. And that's the Chiddush of our generation versus the generation of the Alter Rebbe as we see in our relationship with France. So, again, three different ways of serving Hashem, three different styles, three different ways of taking the darkness and turning it into light. Now, we wouldn't be able to turn darkness into light unless it was light to begin with. But, it requires a certain godly vision and certain tools and certain apps, if you want to say, to be able to turn the darkness to light. To be able to turn the switch, flip the switch on the darkness that is really light, but if you don't flip the switch, you don't see the light. So in this process, and this is the Hanukkah process, right, dark to light, lighting up the street, lighting up the darkness, In this process, there are three different ways of doing it, and there are clearly three different steps. 
And hopefully we'll see what they are. Um, I mean, certainly we know what what the Friedrich Rebbe went through in Russia was total opposition, really indicative of all the opposition that we had throughout all the centuries. The non-Jews said, you cannot keep Torah, period. At the cost of your life, you cannot. So that's one way that in such a darkness where the very thing that is our very essence, they don't let us do. One way of doing it is within that context where it's completely dark and they don't let, and they will threaten people's lives. If people stand up for truth, well, that's what we're seeing in America today, by the way. The way one acts in that situation with total determination, which is keep going forward, is a certain style, and it needs to be done. Then there's another style, the style of Torah teaching and keeping mitzvahs in Poland. In Poland, there was no governmental opposition to the Altaret, to, to the Friedrich Rebbe teaching Pienius of There was no government opposition. We won't say that the people there were that receptive in the beginning. So now it was not an opposition from the non-Jews, but more of an opposition from the Jewish world. That's a whole different style. That's a whole different energy. And then, and then the third one is in America where you can do anything. Nobody gives you a hard time, in a sense, until now. Here we find ourselves in America bringing back the old uh, communist regime and the old opposition that we thought we were long done with in the 20s. Very interesting. So there's three different styles. So the Kiddush in this generation over the generation of the Altarebbe, and, and within this Sikha, I guess it's going to give us, we're going to have information into what we do now and where we're up to, really in this year of 2020 of Tuf The Kiddush of our generation versus the generation of the Altarebbe, which was, which is, you know, 200 years ago, 220 years ago, 250 years ago. The Kiddush is how, what we see in France. Because after the Bureau of the Purification that was achieved in the Avaita of spreading, spreading Tyra throughout, for several generations since the Alter Eva, and that Avaita achieved something unbelievable, it purified and elevated every place that it was done, from above to below, shining great holy light in every place that the Alter Eva brought it. And as we get closer to the Geula, the complete purification, the complete bearer of the whole world, we have received from the Rebbe Rayat, the sixth Lubavitcher Rebbe, even a higher Kayach, to now do the bearer, the purification of France. This Avaita began from the Rebbe Marash. We know that the Rebbe Marash several times traveled to France and he made Balei Tshuva. And also, he was working on a great monumental Hasidic work 
a revelation, a brand new revelation of Pnei Satira while he was in France. Now, that's interesting, to work on it in France, which means there's a special energy to un- un- unravel these deep Kabbalistic works, specifically in France, if it's been being written in France. And France being such a dark place that's turning light, there's clearly something in that Kabbalistic work, Tafresh Ayin Base, that has to do with the transformation of darkness to light, that one could assume that the, the Rebbe Maharaj had to be in a place that was dark and becoming more light in order to grab the energy of the place to develop and write about these deep, these deep, these deep concepts. So again, going back to this idea, three different ways of bringing the darkness to light, you know, three different types of opposition or non-opposition, and where are we up to now? Good question. But the chiddush is that the situation in France, which is the thermostat, you know, it's, that enables you to see where we're up to, that changed completely. And as we said, the Rebbe Marash began to write Tafresh Ayin Base in that, in, in, or as part of it, in France. So the complete bearer, in a way of, um, the complete bearer, in a way of settled, um, permanent and pneumistic in a way of hafata, but spreading out. Imagine. Imagine France completely not a vessel for truth. And then it's opened up a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Eventually it comes to the point where it ha- it's so, such a vessel for truth that the vessel is deeply grounded and deeply pneumistic. And so much so that that truth can actually spread out in a magnificent way to every corner of the world. Imagine that. That's a lot of transformation. That was done in our generation. In addition to this, that the the Rebbe was in France several times, and he said, and the, I guess the previous Rebbe, and they said Chassidus, I think more the Rebbe was in France several times, and Sichas, and the Rebbe sent Shluchim from his family. Sorry. Shredig Rebbe was there several times. Sent Shluchim from his family. Who were the Shluchim? The Rebbe and the Rebbe His son-in-law and his daughter, Rebbe Tzin Chaim Mushka. And somewhere here in a footnote, Rebbe Tzin says, mm, yeah, I don't have it fully here. We, to a certain Shlucha, we planted and we sowed and you will reach the fruit. So a lot was done in those years when the Rebbe and Rebbe Sinchai Mushka were in France, which changed everything. Um, they lived there for several years, and they did their learning of Tyra and Panimus of Tyra and all of the things that they did. And then handwritten Hasidus and Igris Kaidish were sent there, and they were prepared for print, which that's not a small thing. Printing Hasidus in a place is not a small thing. And we know the myla of something that's printed over a handwritten thing, because it reaches many, many people, especially um, a handwritten thing 
you know, only certain people can have it. But when you print something brand new in a place, it creates a spiritual explosion. There's a special, there's a special preciousness that wakes up certain talents and certain qualities in, in a person when something is printed there and something deep from Torah is printed. And so certain divrei Torah were written there and then printed and prepared to be printed. And there was a purification in an internalized way by sitting there, by living there, by settling there in France in a way of Yerushalayim and Hitler. Why? Why was it necessary, let's say, for the Rebbe and the Rebbeton to be there? So that the beer could be done in a pneumistic way. And it opened up the way to break and transform the power of the klipa. Because of Kaira being done there by the Nasi Adar, etc. In such a pneumistic way, it broke open the klipa. And the revelation that happened from that came after the Friedrich Rebbe and then the Rebbe came to America. Once yeshivas Tamchet Mimim was, and other yeshivas were created there, and shluchim were sent all over the world, and we see, especially in recent years, the tremendous success in all the pu'ulas of spreading tyrus in the world, and especially in France. In such a way that the Nisi Darenu gives the Kayach to bring Kedusha from this into the lowest of the low. Again, imagine this. You have a place that's the lowest of the low. You know, we always take this example. You have to speak to somebody about taking vitamins. Nothing to talk about. Blocked completely. They won't hear you. You know, it's like today speaking to people about their political views or whom they voted for. Blocked. It's like talking to a piece of cement. Nothing goes in. Nothing. Gone. There's, you're talking. You're talking to a wall. And then imagine that little by little that wall softens, and the person's willing to hear you a little bit, and hear you a little bit more, and a little bit more, and then eventually they they get what you say, and eventually they start saying what you say, and eventually they digest it and they they internalize it, and eventually they start saying things similar to what you said, but now it's coming from them. That's pretty huge. That describes the process in France. Happening in that way. So, um, in a way that, besides the fact that Nasi Darenu gives the Kayak to bring Kedusha to this lowest, lowest place, what we just said, but it could... Um, but there's still two ways. Imagine, you open up the lowest place. You make it a vessel. But there are two ways of doing it. So you're talking to somebody about their political views. Finally, they're softened. They're willing to hear you. They don't say, listen, I don't want to hear. I have to go. Goodbye. But they say, okay, let me hear what you have to say. One is, they hear you politely. But you're... You're still the one pumping them with these views. 
The other one is they become totally transformed and they independently act on their own. They came to their own truth based on what you taught them. One is much deeper than the other. Or to say it in the language of the countries of, of Hasidus, imagine that the Kedusha will come from a second place, the place of Nesidarenu, and it gives the Kayach in that place to to take a barren wasteland and make it into a place of Tyra by establishing Tamchet Mimim there, like the original Lubavitch. And doing it, establishing a yeshiva in a way that the yeshiva becomes in, independent and no longer has to depend on the hashpa from the original place. So one is, you have to keep pumping it with influence from above. And the other one is, you can walk away. You gave it enough that it now becomes independently luminous and it can shine on its own. That's the situation. That's where we're up to today. And that becomes the potential of everything that we do today. We can make any stone wall become receptive and independently luminous. And so when words of Tyra are printed in that place, Tyra Sinigla, Tyra Chassidus, and Kedusha Tyra, we see it emphasizes, now going back to France, that France, etc., became a place that is a luminary for the entire world in things of Tyra. That other places actually received from France, which was the place that couldn't receive at all. It itself could not receive at all. It was blocked. And it became so opened. The pores of that country became so open to truth that it became a source of a luminary sending out truth and sending out Tyra to the whole world. That's a complete turnaround. And we say, and as we said, what is what what we see going on in France is the revelation of the Kaichus, what the Fri de Gareba puts into that place in the past years. Being that is the Nasi Adar, Hanasi Al he gives the Kaich the essence to all the people in the generation to achieve the bearer of every single place. Again, to say that again, to end off with this. The, from this we understand that what the previous Rebbe did in France, and all the Rebbeim did, but especially the previous Rebbe did in France, he gives us the Kayach to do it in, in any dark place. Take a place that's dark, expect it to eventually become a source of its own light. So that in that dark, now dark place, it will become a place that is the, the source of the essence, the place of the essence, and it will shine. And to end off with this, there are two ways of doing it. Purify the lowest world, but the lowest world remains the lowest world. It's called a tachtan. Purify it. Open it up. Make it receptive. But it remains what's called a tachtan, a lower world. Higher way is reveal the etum in this lower world, the essence in the lower world, so that it no longer remains a lower world. It becomes one with the higher world because on the level of essence, everything can be part of everything else. So reveal the essence in in the lower world 
and then it can become, look exactly like the higher world. And that is all emphasized in the word sarfas, friend. And that's what we're going to see tomorrow. So, may Hashem bench us that as we're preparing for Hanukkah, and tomorrow being the day, the 24th of Kislev, when the battle was won, the physical battle was won, not the spiritual one, but the physical battle was won, to regain the base of Mizdash. May we be blessed by Hashem in this year of Tafshin Peyalos, we should regain the place of the base of Mizdash, have the third base of Mizdash built before we even come to Hanukkah so that we can light the Menaira in the fullest sense of the word immediately now.